guys. This is Zach. And this is Stuart. And uh, this is a book club episode. This is a, uh, a time where we go through a book that we've both read and kind of uh, discuss maybe the, the history leading up to it, mm-hmm. the actual book itself, and then the legacy it's left behind. Yeah. Um, this was and... a book that I actually chose. It was yes. The Little Prince. Yes, and uh, I'm going to try my hand at this name because it's a French author and I do not speak French. Yeah. Um, Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. Hey, that's um, pretty good. From now on, I'm just going to call him the author because I do not like speaking like that. <laughs> yeah. Or we can just call um, him like Antoine. Antoine, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. So, I guess the in the the uh, backstory for this, this was uh, your pick, right? That's so, what correct. was your, your uh, exposure to this? Um, so, my exposure was, this was a book that my mother actually really liked. And um, it was a book that both me and my sister uh, ended up reading. And it was just kind of a, a book that's kind of been in our family. So I definitely read it as a, uh, a younger, I guess, child um, in like, middle school and everything like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I, um, my only exposure to it was I knew that it was a story. I thought it was like a, um, like a children's book, I guess, because I never read it growing up. Um, my yeah, exposure was this to your it, first time reading it? Yes, it was. I, uh, my only previous exposure to it was, uh, there was an anime series, which I'll talk about, uh, a little bit later. But yeah, um, it's, yeah, it's interesting the kind of adaptation that they've, a lot of people have taken from this book. I've actually yeah. never seen any of those adaptations. I've only uh, read this particular oh. book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, the, uh, the, the anime um, is not at all like this book. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's got some similarities. Um, but from my memory, like none of this was familiar to me. So I've never seen this before. Oh, okay. So what did you, what did you think when you were reading it? Um, I really, really liked it. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get to that a little bit later, uh, okay. with my, my grading for it, I guess. But, um, yeah, no, I, it, it's funny. I, like I said, had never read this before. was only familiar with a few episodes from the anime series and actually really, really enjoyed it. Good. Um, I'm glad. Now, um, the author uh, himself, uh, he was only 44 when he passed away. Um, Yeah. So he was actually an aviator and a novelist. Um, He, you know, lived in New York after the Nazis took over France uh, Mm -hmm. during World War Two. The U.S. joined the war and then he actually flew planes for the war effort against uh, Vichy France. Yeah. uh, Which probably would have been a difficult thing to do flying against your own countrymen but you know yeah (laughs) um now he did actually crash his plane in 1935 in the libyan desert um Mm -hmm. he was trying to break the paris to saigon speed record um both he and his navigator survived obviously um for their supplies and their Let's see if you or I could survive on these supplies. Um, they had, because keep in mind, they were trying to break a, a an airspeed record. Mm-hmm. So they were very light. Uh, they had a bundle of grapes, mm-hmm. two oranges, a madeleine, which is a, a type of soft, spongy cookie, um, a pint of coffee, a half pint of white wine, 
Uh, and then for medicine, they had 100 grams of 90% alcohol, ether, and a small bottle of iodine. Yeah. I don't think I could survive off of that. But nope. <laughs> it does seem like they did have the essentials. Alcohol and coffee. Yeah, yeah. I like how a half pint of white wine was in there. Just, yeah, of course. you know. You're flying a plane as fast as humanly possible. Um, why, why not, not drink some wine? Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, those sound like my quarantine supplies. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, so apparently by the second and third day of being stranded, they got so dehydrated that their body literally stopped producing sweat. Um, yeah, I've never actually heard of that before, but that's yeah. insane. I didn't know that that could happen, but yeah, apparently, yeah, your your body just stops producing sweat because there's literally no no extra hydration. Um, the fourth day they were out there, a traveling Bedouin um, on camelback found them and rehydrated them and got them back to safety. Yeah. Um, now, because he was flying planes for the the American war effort, and you know Charles de Gaulle was the I think my, my history is fuzzy president or prime minister of France after World War II. Um, he publicly implied that uh, Antoine was supporting Germany. Um, his last mission was to collect intelligence on German troop movements. Um, so he was flying an unarmed P-38 and he just disappeared. Hmm. So several days after his takeoff, there was an unidentifiable body found at sea. Um, and then in September of 1998, a fisherman found his identity bracelet with his name on it. Oh, wow. Um, his wife's name and then his American publishers for contact. Yeah. Uh, and then in May of 2000, a diver found the remains of a P-38 Lightning near, his, near where the bracelet was found underwater. Uh, war logs and pilot testimony from the Luftwaffe pretty much confirmed that he was shot down and defenseless. So... Ugh. That is the the fiery end of this author, um, which is unfortunate. Yeah, but, um, that's that's what I have for history. That those were the 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 large uh, portions of it. Like I said, he he kind of fled Europe uh, right as the Nazis were taking over, and then flew uh, against them during the war. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where he he met his end. Yeah, um, because this book does take a lot of inspiration from his uh, life um yeah he does uh write a lot of uh you know characters in these books are people that you can see um similarities in uh what he was um living as and what he was uh you know his wife and everything along those lines yeah yeah now the um in in the 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 book itself um i i really like how it is kind of a first-hand account of an adult telling about you know him being uh kind of stranded in the desert following a plane crash um and then meeting this strange child out in the middle of nowhere mm -hmm. um part of me is just like okay is is he speaking about did he hallucinate like a lot when he was in the desert <laughs> you know yeah i mean you know the thing is I don't really take this book too literal. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, no, because I mean it is ultimately a child's, um, but well, not a not a kid's book. It's, it's uh, I, I wouldn't yeah. consider it a children's yeah. book. Um, I just think that, um, and probably what really resonated with me in this book is it talks about complex and um, like hard emotional. Uh, 
ideas and theories and concepts, but it's coming from like a child's point of view. Since right. the little prince is considered basically a child. Um, he has very um, childlike uh, concepts. Yeah. And um, that's something that I really enjoyed as reading this book as, you know, like a, ch not a child, but as a young adult was, you know, these concepts were a little bit, I guess, not easier, but a little bit more, um, I guess, interesting for me to like, uh, I guess, um, envision. Um, yeah. And it definitely came from like, you know, an interesting sort of um, perspective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do like the commentary on um, needing to find an escape from having your life plotted out daily down to the hour, minute, second, you know. Um, I mean, that said, it is good to have plans, uh, but I do like the message for younger readers of like, hey, you, you can, in fact, make your own decisions for what you would like to do in life. Mm -hmm. um, find what's important to you and uh you know pursue those things don't don't listen to adults who may have have uh, i guess given up on their own dreams like and not to sound too harsh but i mean because he doesn't say it exactly like that but um you know the the message is is be yourself and do things that make you happy yeah i mean that's definitely one of the themes in yeah. there um of some other i guess themes would be like the perception of uh or the concept of perception and everything like that um right. there's a great um i guess scene in the book where the little prince wants the pilot to draw him a sheep well the pilot isn't a good drawler so he drew him a sheep you know the first time and then it ends up you know being a bad drawing and the little prince looks at it and he's like this isn't a sheep try again and he tries again and you know the sheep doesn't look like a sheep so the pilot eventually draws a crate and says that the sheep is in the crate and that satisfies the little prince and he's like oh that's that's perfect so it's like these heavy concepts that are kind of simplified a little bit yeah for um not like a simpler audience but more for um ease of consumption right where right. i really enjoyed that like concept of like thinking sort of outside the box and everything um and then the whole concept with the little prince and the rose the rose that he kind of left back on his planet asteroid you know <laughs> he calls it a planet but it's really an asteroid that he's living on with three active well two active volcanoes and one inactive volcano i believe yes yeah so his home world like you said it's a house-sized asteroid named b612 yeah it actually <laughs> reminds me of um for our audience uh, dragon ball z there's um a arc at the very beginning where goku trains with king kai i believe yes yes yeah. king kai's planet yeah that's exactly so what i was thinking of when i was reading this description yeah <laughs> and uh i think that's a very apt description as well but um you know the the rose 
his love interest really um yeah it's a very interesting concept because you know he built like this glass in enclosure for the rose and tries to protect the rose from all sorts of um harm or protection from like the elements and stuff like that and he doesn't like truly listen to the rose and he kind of takes the relationship for granite until they finally decide to separate and go their own ways and then he kind of realizes what he's missing and you know as as a young reader when i first read this book a lot of these concepts were a little bit more difficult for me to grasp you know i thought it was just a story you know a story that was being told but i didn't realize that there were like again morals and um concepts that were being i guess delivered to me in a a more uncomplicated sort of uh, way and as because i usually read this book i try to read it at least you know once every other year or something like that it's a book that i usually come to because again um it's a short book it's it's a very easy read um i recommend anybody who hasn't read it to read it um yeah it's a very quick read as well it is um just because you do not have to invest that much time into it um it's a very um i would say simple book in its language um it is so it was originally, as you can guess, written in French, and it's been translated numerous amount of times in all sorts of different languages. Um, this is definitely a uh, international book. Um, yeah, uh, it's you know been internationally sold and everything along those lines. So it's been because again, this book is kind of big in our family and everything like that. There's a lot of um, research that went into this book about, you know, how correct the translation is and everything along those lines. I believe most, um, I guess, linguistic folks have kind of um, agreed on one particular translation, and that's, you know, the mass uh, sold one. But I definitely recommend it. I definitely recommend it as if you have like a younger, a younger kid, maybe, you know, middle school age, sort of late elementary school or something like that to read it to them as well. I mean, there are some like um, more complex, I guess, ideas that are in this book, but it's definitely something that a kid can enjoy and doesn't have to be like, fully aware of those concepts and maybe when the kid rereads it at a later date when they've had some like worldly experience or some um you know uh i guess they've learned and grown they can um appreciate it a little bit more because i know that's definitely something that's happened with me um you know when i read this book when i was younger um, I don't think I fully understood or grasped all of the concepts that were within this book. But as I, you know, um, as I grew up and as I reread the book, I definitely um, became more understanding of a lot of the uh, themes and concepts that were in the book. Yeah, yeah, because the uh, the the majority of the book is is the uh, prince 
telling the uh, the the narrator um, about his travels, and so he he visits a number of different planets. Um, you know, he sees a planet where there is a king with no subjects. Yeah, um, and a lot of these are like commentary on particular ways of like either ruling or particular like um, I guess emphasis of um, social interaction and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There's a you know narcissistic man on an uninhabited planet. Um, yeah, there's a materialistic man who's a businessman who's kind of blind to the world around him. Yeah, he just wants to catalog and own everything. A, mm-hmm. uh, a drunk who drinks to forget the shame of drinking. drinking. Yeah, um, which is a, a lamplighter who lights and extinguishes his lamp on his tiny planet uh, just to correspond with the planet's one minute day cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a geographer who has never been anywhere or seen anything that he actually records on maps, which funnily enough is actually how a lot of maps were made and like way, way, way back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, you know, it's a concept but, of like, yeah, you can categorize, you can read, you can, you know, learn all sorts of different things, but experience is exactly you have to do it to actually experience it. Yeah. yeah. So, so a lot of these concepts were very interesting concepts to like come back and read and i i just love the book and also uh, i haven't even mentioned like the illustration in this book so it's it's illustrated beautifully um and oh, I yeah think the line drawings in it are amazing mm-hmm, yeah and i think that's really kind of what captured my um attention when i was younger was like these interesting uh pictures because again you know when i was talking about like the sheep and everything, they actually had pictures uh, of the drawings that the pilot did of the sheep. And yeah, like the first two pictures, you're like, oh yeah, that doesn't look like a sheep that, you know, but then when he drew like the crate and everything, <laughs> it was, it was really, uh, it was interesting. It's like, you know, kind of a, an interesting kind of concept. And I'm sure this probably comes to no surprise to any of our long-term listeners. This is a very kind of like, not feel it, it's a very i don't want to say immature but it's very like um whimsical kind of book this uh the whimsy in it until the very end and even in the very end there's a little bit of whimsy into it yeah um it's definitely a book that you know has a lot of like feel good sort of not humor but like um very soft edges and stuff like that there's no like hardcore sort of push in your face kind of action um it's very uh i guess kind of laid back and even in its i guess writing style it's very um soft and safe yeah yeah so so yeah, that's that's definitely why I I enjoyed this book. I thought it would be a great pick because again, I knew that you hadn't uh, read it, but I'd be interested to sort of hear your takeaway on um, reading. So so my um, favorite, I guess, story that the the prince shares um, has to do with the fox. Um, it's mm-hmm. a 
heartbreaking story that he tells because the um you know and just just to summarize uh for people who have have not read it and would like to or just want to hear a catch-up or informational thing on it um basically the fox wants to be tamed and so the fox kind of teaches the prince how to tame him um and then you know the the taming of that fox takes something that's ordinary and makes it extraordinary like it's it's special it it mm-hmm. uh gives it meaning um but it's heartbreaking just because of the 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 taming and and the extraordinary nature of their relationship also means that there's uh you know sadness and longing when they're apart yeah um it's honestly my favorite story of of the the stories that he shares with the narrator yeah um, i've just because it's it's so relatable and so like Oh my God, it just wants to be loved. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a great um, passage of love. And I've seen a lot of people, yeah. I guess, at their weddings do like, basically um, read out this passion, passion, passage from this yeah. book. Just because it is kind of a, um, it's a, a great concept of love. And it's... Um, it's very thought provoking too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad that, um, that you really enjoyed, I, I guess, reading this book is this. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, I definitely enjoyed this book. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did have a question for you regarding the ending. Sure. Um, because in the ending, you know, the narrator wakes up and sees this child's body. Like, you know, he, he says he's going back to his home. Yeah. Planet. His home planet. And that his body was too heavy to carry with him. Yeah, which to me is just like, wow, that is a very heavy suicide image. Um, I don't think it's suicide. I I don't see that concept. I can see how well, I mean, some he, people he, might think. Not suicide, maybe uh, so much as um, passing away, euth- euthanization. Because like he he uh, forces a poisonous snake to bite him. Yeah. Um so I hmm, I wouldn't say it's like euthanization. I think it's again because at the very end it he does kind of the um the pilot doesn't believe that he is gone. Yeah. Um he yeah. does kind of um like he comes back and he starts looking and like asking people if he's seen if people have seen like this golden hair young boy and stuff like that. Um, and I think the book kind of mentions that like the snake kind of takes away his corporeal life. Yeah. But you know, his spirit moves on. Um, and you know, I do think that it's a concept of death and like how people aren't really, I mean, their physical being, like, is your physical part of you just a shell? Do you come back as something else? Or what happens to your, like, you know, soul or your spiritual magnification? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I, and, and I get that. I'm just saying it's, that, like, I don't know if I, if I were writing a book, I don't know if I would, or a, a book like this that otherwise up to that point has been fairly languid and, and, uh, you know easygoing uh very very comforting to just end with this this uh 
almost suicide um, image, at least, hmm. uh, whether it's it's suicide or not. I just I'm, I was wondering how you felt about the way that it ends like that, because it seems well, to end very abruptly. I mean, I believe that the pilot isn't unable to find his body. So I don't think he actually sees like his body or anything along those lines at the very end. Am I correct in that? Right, 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 right. Uh, so, so yeah, more, more of what I meant was just like how abruptly it ends because I, I, I felt like that there was more story to be told and, and maybe don't... the people that adapted this have also felt that way. Um, just because to me, it just feels like it's, it's, um, truncated. Like there was a, a, originally another ending planned and then this one was inserted. I don't think so. I think it no? was mainly because, you know, all things have to come to an end and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the little prince was very distraught by not being able to see his, his rose. His rose. Yeah, yeah. And wanted to go back to his planet. And, um... Again, like, I don't, I know it's death. It is, you know, the concept of death and everything like that. Right. But, um, you know, death is just kind of another portal into something else, into your next adventure or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, I do think that, it's you know, the, bo- the travel. It is. And, and that's kind of the thing is this is kind of a stop to the book to the adventure that the the narrator the pilot is having right um and again the book kind of leaves things open-ended where you're not a hundred percent sure what's happened or you know you don't know if like where the little prince's body is or what exactly happened um and with the pilot kind of being unable to kind of cope with that like yeah. still believing that you know the little prince is out there somewhere mm-hmm. so i think it's just more i didn't really read like suicide or euthanization or anything along those lines i just kind of read it as you know this was a particular way that the little prince had to get back to his planet and it's more of a matter of fact sort of thing and then it's just like you know this chapter of our lives are over and i'm moving on to the next chapter okay yeah well yeah and and i think the uh the the way that both of us are interpreting neither one of us are incorrect yeah, it's it's all about how you read and interpret particular pieces of work. And yeah. it's coming from, you know, different, I guess, experiences through your life, different, you know. Yeah. Yeah, just ways that you read certain things. Which I would argue is the mark of a well-written um, story. Yeah, yeah. And again, with everything not being black and white, with this book being very gray, um, it leaves a lot of things up for interpretation yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm. um the uh no i guess do you do you want to reveal ratings before we move on to legacy or vice versa uh yeah we can reveal um grading if you like okay sure yeah so um like i said i had never encountered this before other than a few episodes of an anime um and 
and I honestly enjoyed it way more than I thought that I would. Good. Um, and I ultimately gave it an A+. Plus. I think oh. it's the first one that I've given an A+. Plus to oh, nice. So far. I was a little yeah. worried because I thought maybe it was going to be a little bit, not childish, but a little bit... Um, I guess softer for you. I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, weird. I, yeah, I definitely have different taste in in terms of the media that that, that I consume. I guess. <laughs> yeah, and I I was just going to. I was a little worried that you might have gotten bored with it. It is, I guess, nice that this is a shorter book, so it's yeah. definitely something that you could have probably powered through if you weren't really, um, you know, interested in it. But I'm glad yeah, that you enjoyed yeah. it. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, what were some of like, I guess you said that there was one particular part that really stuck out to you. Was there anything else that like made you feel like it deserved an A plus since this is like the highest grade that you gave? Oh, uh, yeah. Like the, uh, just in terms of the um, economy of words that he used, because I, I want to say that he actually translated this himself um uh, into english okay um because i know 100 like, sure samuel like i know uh there, there are other authors that, that do that as well um i really like his his messaging to kids like i i mentioned previously about you know find the thing that you love and pursue it mm-hmm. um and that even extends to the different planets that he visits um you know all of those people are doing things that they want to be doing right that's but it's also illustrating how that's not always a good thing (laughs) um you know like the person who's drinking to forget the shame of being a drunk drunk yeah Um, which again is a fantastic concept of like you're drinking to forget that you drink it's like well stop yeah (laughs) yeah it's like well then just stop then like what are you (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah, no, I, I I like the messaging in the book. I love the the um, story with the fox, mm-hmm. uh, and like I said, I like the ambiguity of the the multiple ways that you can read the ending. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like you could probably read that like it's not just even the ending. I feel like the entire book you could probably oh yeah yeah have discussions about what certain things mean to you personally versus what certain things mean to other people. Yeah, because like even, you know, the concept of the rose and everything like, you know, the relationship that he has with the rose, like, is it a good relationship? Is it a toxic relationship? Is it a codependent relationship? Yeah, I mean, that's true. They don't really go into it other than that he he misses this rose that he has to to take care for yeah and care of you know he Um, when he was with the rose he kind of you know i guess not he didn't mistreat but he um what's the word i'm looking for um took for granted a lot of the uh things that you know happened so yeah it's it's interesting um I definitely think that a lot of people could interpret a lot of different things from this book. And I think at least for me, that shows the mark of a good book. Um, So to no one's surprise, probably again, I would give it an A plus as well. Um, This is just, again, 
a book that's kind of been in my family. Um, my mother has always been very interested in like the French culture and everything along those lines. Um, when we were growing up, uh, my parents both read to me quite a lot. And uh, this was one of the books that definitely stuck out to me as a, I keep on saying young child, but like when I was in middle school, that's still teenager, young, young kid, young adult. Um, I don't know. I mean, not for most of it. Like, I, I, I don't know how old you are in grades. Um, yeah, neither do I. But anyway, um, besides that, yeah, this book means a lot to me personally. Um, through my personal life and i just think it's a really interesting and um really great book and i'm glad that you enjoyed it yeah yeah well i am not the only one that has enjoyed this book um Mm -hmm. so let's let's use that as a segue to the legacy um Mm -hmm. so like you were saying earlier this book has been translated into over 300 languages um Two of which I find funny because one of them is is Esperanto, which no one really speaks. Yeah, um, I'm not. And sure the other one is Klingon. Oh, I didn't know that Klingon. Yeah, yeah, they translated Why? it into Klingon. Um, I because you know nerds got a nerd. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess. Um, um and Braille. Um, and oh, nice. there's actually a, a number of people who will buy multiple copies of this and put put it in like a uh, like a time capsule is yeah. kind of a Rosetta Stone for the future. I think that um, um, speaks to kind of its its somewhat simple language. Like, again, the the whole, like, writing of the book, it's not, like, complex words. Like, you can understand this, like, what the narrator or what the writer is, is saying as, like, a young kid. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there there's definitely nuances I would... I would think. Yeah, there are definitely nuances, but 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 yeah, again, with this simple writing, it allows you to really like understand the um, different like concepts and everything. So yeah, yeah, and um, you know, normally we we kind of you know fan cast uh, different things that we read. There's no need to with this one. I don't think there's a large number of adaptations on this. Like, there's even adaptations Mm -hmm. of it on vinyl and cassette, where someone Uh was reading it as if like you know like for a bedtime story to someone yeah and so yeah like you would just play the entire side of a vinyl flip it over same thing with cassette um there's a graphic novel adaptation that came out in 2008 Hmm. um and then in 78 there was an anime produced with 39 episodes called the adventures of the little prince yeah that's Um, that's strange you said that you've seen that one right yeah it used to play um on God, I was a kid, so this probably would have been in like ninety or ninety one, um, mm-hmm. whatever nighttime programming Nickelodeon had before they did Nick at Night. Hmm. They would show older cartoons, um, and this was one of the ones that that showed. So I do remember seeing a few episodes of this. Yeah, that's like I'm guessing it doesn't follow anything from. I mean, I would have to go back and rewatch, but with 39 episodes, I can't imagine that it follows this very well. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Um, surprisingly, also, there's also uh, multiple museums and exhibits uh, just around the world. Yeah. I, um, again, like, I think this is a widely um, 
marketed book. I think a lot of people know of this book. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of people are very interested in this book because it sparks so many uh, conversations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, in, in this, you know, there, there's even, which is fairly unique, I would I would expect, uh, are, are permanent exhibits in France, uh, which mm-hmm. should be no surprise at Le Bourget. Um, yeah. Hakone in Japan has one, and then South Korea has one in Gyeonggi-do, hmm. which I'm sure I butchered that name. Um, because again, I don't speak Korean. Um, so apologies. Uh, but the, uh, the South Korean one's interesting based on the descriptions and pictures that I've seen of it, because it's a kind of an imitation village. And then there's an amphitheater where scenes are performed and things like that. Oh, wow. So yeah, if I ever go to Korea, I definitely want to, you know, check this out. Um, it seems really interesting. (laughs) (laughs) It does. Yeah, and I want to say that there was also a live-action film adaptation at some point of this, but I could be making that up. I'm not sure. I thought I had saw something on Netflix at one point in time. Yeah, there but... was a Netflix CG movie. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, I think there's a live-action one as well. Like, it's, it's older. Like, huh. like, from the 80s, maybe, or maybe early 90s. Yeah, like I said at the very beginning, I haven't really seen any of the other like adaptations of the book. Yeah. I don't know if it's just me being like old grumpy man where I'm like, uh, <laughs> I like the original versus, you know, actually giving something a honest shot. But yeah, I, again, haven't really seen any of these, but definitely be interested in sort of like checking some of these stuff out. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. Did, did you have any final thoughts on this? Um, again, particular? I really think that this is a, um, a good book for people to, you know, sink their teeth into. Um, if you, maybe you're not an avid reader, maybe you read like, you know, a couple books a year or something along those lines. I definitely feel like this is a book that you may want to like check out just because it doesn't ask you to invest too much time into it. And it definitely, I believe, rewards you for uh, the time that you do sink into it. Um, It's really cool seeing a lot of the um, artwork in it. So I would definitely recommend, I guess, the physical copy. Um, not like an audiobook or anything along those lines, even though if you do have an audiobook, I, I guess that would be fine as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that it's a, a great book that a lot of our, our listeners would enjoy reading. Oh yeah. I, I know. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. and which, you know, like I said, I was, I was kind of sus- not suspicious of it, uh, at first, but I was just kind of like, this is this is going to be really difficult to uh, yeah like dissect, but I'm yeah, not it's... sure. Is it in um like the young adult or like the children's section? I mean, um... it's in the ch- it was in the children's section at my library. Okay. Um, so I mean, it is commonly a, a used as as a story that you would read to to kids, like to okay. make them fall asleep or like in a library hour or something like that. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was 
because again, we we've had like I think we have three copies in our house. Two of them are in English, <laughs> and another one's actually in French. So, um, oh, can your mom or dad read French? Uh, my mom knows a little bit. Um, okay. Yeah, nothing like crazy or anything along those lines but well i mean she could teach herself to read in in french by comparing the the english with the french if she were so inclined <laughs> yeah yeah I, she could definitely do that yeah um <laughs> but uh yeah i again i really like this book um i really think that a lot of people would um probably enjoy this book don't would you agree oh yeah yeah, like, like I said, I gave it an A+. I think it's the first one that I've given an A+, plus to um, in any of the books that we've read. Yeah, and um, again, like, if you have any young children or anything like that, I, again, would recommend maybe reading it to them, even if you haven't read it. Um, I think even the very end of the book, which could, again, be perceived different ways and stuff like that, I don't think it would be too jarring for, like, a younger kid to like read through that or anything like that no no yeah they, there's nothing graphic in here when this is an adult commenting on what i would call suicide imagery mm -hmm. um but it's it's not presented that way in the book yeah just just to be clear <laughs> mm -hmm. but uh but yeah so um i guess that wraps it up um for this week uh the next book uh, that we'll we'll be reading in the, in uh, the series is Peter S. Beagle's 1968 work, The Last Unicorn. Oh yeah, which is another one that I had never read before. Uh, I had only ever seen the movie. Yeah, I guess this is also um, one of my picks. So huh. yeah, yeah, I am. Um... You know, with with uh, the way the the world is right now, I originally had a uh, a book picked that would have been um, not great to read. Um, was it so I I bowed road? out. Yeah, it was Cormac McCarthy's The Road, and yeah. I, I don't think anyone else needs that in their life right now. Um, <laughs> I would I would much prefer to focus on other things. So yeah, so we're we're uh, going on to Peter S. Beagle's The Last Unicorn uh, for the next reading, which will probably be up in a you know few weeks mm -hmm. um, because it's it's also a, a fairly short novel. Yeah, um, it's a I mean it's it's. Uh, it's not a kid's book it's i would say more like young adult um yeah yeah um, but it's young adult it's uh yeah I, I can't wait to discuss it and that one we're actually going to be pairing with the uh the movie so if you want to like get ahead or do extra credit or whatever <laughs> um, <laughs> you know we'll talk about the book and then the movie for the the following episode so mm -hmm. um yeah if you want to get in touch with us uh you can always shoot us an email at backrowsupershow at gmail.com yep uh send us a facebook message we're uh backrow super show four separate words um and then the patreon will be in the show notes uh yeah and Next week, we will actually be talking about the film uh, A Quiet Place. Yeah, which so, is on, um, I believe, it's on Netflix or Hulu? 
Uh, it's so it's on Netflix because that's how I watched it, but mm-hmm. it's also free for Prime members on Amazon right now. So oh, nice! Check that out. Um, and you know, keep up to date with us. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, as always, try to stay calm out there with all of this craziness that's going on, and uh, be kind to each other. Yeah, stay golden. <laughs> All right. See you guys later. All right. Bye. Bye.